Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Radio Sports Update. Another MLB star getting paid huge, but it's not Bryce Harper just yet. Colorado Rockies star Nolan Arenado is staying put. The Rockies uh, finalizing the finishing touches on an eight-year, $260 million deal with the All-Star third baseman. The deal has an opt clause after three seasons and will include a full node trade clause as well. Under this new package, he will receive an average $32.5 million per season. While it doesn't eclipse Arizona ace pitcher Zach Greinke's $34.4 million a year, it makes Arenado the highest paid position player in history, passing Miguel Cabrera's 31 million dollar deal. In terms of sheer volume, it's the fourth largest contract ever, only behind Giancarlo Stanton, Manny Machado, who signed just uh, about a week ago, and Alex Rodrigo. So number four there in that contract. And over the past past four seasons, Arenado, this guy's a beast, averaging 40 home runs a year while hitting an impressive 297. He's done most of his damage at Coors, posting an insane 1.105 OPS on the road, still solid at 772. As for Bryce Harper, we've heard the stories multiple times teams, including Philadelphia, have offered more than $300 million. The Dodgers in the mix, too. They want a short-term deal, and we'll see what happens here. The six-time All-Star will eventually sign with somebody because they've been offered that big money. He hit only 249 last year, but had 34 dingers and 100 RBI in 159 games with the Nationals. Uh, not what you want to hear if you're a Dodger fan, but Red Slugger Yesiel Puig said today, he never worked hard, quote-unquote, when he was a manager of the Dodgers. In 2002, Puig signed a seven-year, $42 million contract with L.A. after defecting from Cuba. He had a recent impact with the Dodgers and struggled mightily before rebounding with solid years in 2017 and 2018. A lot of ups and downs for Puig. The St. Louis Cardinals have agreed to a four-year, $60 million extension with pitcher Miles Mikolas. This guy, in his first year with the Cards, absolutely fantastic. The 30-year-old tied for the NL lead in wins with an impressive 18 wins on the season. In 200 innings of work, he sported a solid 283 ERA and 328 fifth to boot. He will be the Cardinals' opening day starter as well. NFL news, the Cincinnati Bengals are now shopping former first-round pick John Ross. Ross, the ninth overall pick in the draft two years ago and owner of the fastest 40-yard dash time in NFL history, was hurt in his rookie year, and he didn't catch a pass and just produced 210 receiving yards in 16 games last year. But out of those 21 catches, seven were for touchdowns. Any team that wants a receiver, he'll have to take on the rest of Ross's four-year, $17.1 million deal. The Dallas Cowboys confident they can hammer out a long-term deal with Pro Bowl defensive end Demarius Lawrence. Lawrence is slated to be one of the top three agents this offseason, but Dallas can use the franchise tag on him to keep him off the open market. Lawrence has posted 25 sacks right now over the last two years, known as one of the NFL's best pass rushers. They paid a franchise tag with him back in 2018. Good news for the Rams. 
They thought he might t- retire, but veteran offensive liner Andrew Whitworth says he's coming back for one more season in 2019. This will be the 37-year-old's 14th NFL season. He considered retiring after that Super Bowl loss, but he's back. And the San Francisco 49ers have placed their franchise tag on kicker Robbie Gould. The 36-year-old incredible last year. 33 of 34 field goal attempts, as long as 53. Gould is the second most accurate kicker in NFL history, behind only Justin Tucker of Baltimore, according to Pro Football Reference. Sad news from the hoops world. The guy that I loved when I was younger, Kenny Anderson, has been hospitalized after suffering a stroke. The 48-year-old played 14 seasons with nine different teams in the NBA and was a legend at Georgia Tech, getting them to the Final Four. Small three-game card in the NBA hardwood tonight. Orlando laying seven and a half on the road against the New York Knicks. 215 is your total. Boston and Toronto, Raptors laying three and a half total. 226 and a half. The favorite in this series has won the last four. And Oklahoma City at Denver. Nuggets minus three. 238 is your over-under. Busy night in the NCAA. Top 25 action. Number three, Duke laying three and a half at number 20, Virginia Tech. 144 is your over-under at Duke star Zion Williamson. He'll be out of tonight's game versus the Hokies with a sore knee. That's a second straight missed game after that slip and fall versus UNC. Buffalo hosting Akron. Bulls 14-148. Number 20, 22, Iowa at Ohio State. Buckeyes are the favorites. Three and a half, 14 and a half. Arkansas at number four, Kentucky. Wildcats 15 and a half point favorites, 143. Syracuse is at number five, UNC. The Tar Heels laying 11 and a half over under 148. Number 13, LSU taking on Texas A&M. Tigers minus 11 and a half, 149. And number 19, Wisconsin. They're laying two and a half at Indiana. Total low in this one. It usually is 125. In NHL news, Josh Morrissey of the Winnipeg Jets out until April with an upper body injury. Busy night on the ice with 11 games on tap. I'm Cam Stewart. We'll get to all the action. Gabe Moretzi, the host of Red Heat and Rage, joins us. We're going to have a great show today and talk to our buddy Long Island Rage, George Kurtz. A whole lot more DFS hours, lineups, and picks. So stay tuned, everybody. Red Heat and Rage coming up next. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Ready for Rage Radio has begun. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenzi. You just heard uh, Cam Stewart. As you heard uh, Cam reference, George Kurtz will step up and and, uh, join us uh, this afternoon. You can too, 844-843-6879. We'll also uh, replay an interview we did uh, this morning uh, with with, uh, Chris Landry from uh, Landry Football. Um, former a uh, longtime scout, National Football League scout, um, advisor, uh, draft consultant. You know, it's interesting, actually. Um, I would have liked to get into it with him more. We sort of just talked more about players. We went rapid fire, throwing a bunch of players uh, at him, and it's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think people really realize, like, the process of, of these drafts and how it, like, really totally works. But we'll get into that amongst uh, other things. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Morenzi? Yeah, no, lots of news uh, uh, in the NFL right now. They talked about the instant replay. Uh, nothing's probably going to change there. Bengals shopping John Ross. We knew that when he was at college with Washington. Very, very fast, but very fragile. Nobody will want to pick up that price tag despite him being a burner. Dallas Cowboys, too. We'll talk to Kurtz about it. Uh, Demi- Demarius Lawrence, wicked sacker, 25 sacks in the last two years. They want to sign him. And a story coming out, too, this afternoon. They still think they can sign Dak Prescott. So Dallas is going to have to do some creative accounting to get everybody they want signed up uh, you know john ross 
uh, on the market uh, right now. As you mentioned, you know, $17 million really isn't a lot in today's uh, National uh, Football League, uh, but he hasn't been uh, very productive. And uh, John Ross is another tale. It's interesting. It's actually kind of ironic, actually, that they're shopping him a couple of days before the combine uh, begins because it was only two years ago that he lit up the combine uh, by running a, uh, a 4-2-2 and setting a combine record. Uh, yet, I don't know, maybe he would have been better off on the U.S. Olympic track team uh, than in the National <laughs> Football League. And Correct. We see this. You know, we see this often, actually, with these speed burners. Who's the dude? What's the guy's name on, um, on San Francisco? Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin. Marquis, yeah, Goodwin. He was on the Buffalo Bills. He's another one. I think he was in the Olympics. He went to Texas, and I think he was on the U.S. Olympic, like, hurdling team or, uh, you know, the hurdles. Like, uh, you know, he's fast as hell. Like, he's Olympic-type fast. And, he, he, you know, he had a couple of good games this year. Like, the dude's so fast, he gets open. You know what I mean? Like, he will get open. But, you know, you need the quarterback to connect with him. And I swear to God, dude, like, he, you know, when he was a member of the Buffalo Bills, he was there a couple of years. He'd, he'd haul in like a 67-yard catch, and you're like, holy crap, why don't you do that more often? But he'd get injured, you know what I mean? Like, he'd get tackled, yeah. and he'd get up kind of limping stuff. It's the same thing with John Ross, right? John Ross, like, he'll make a play, but he'll get hit, and it's like, he doesn't look like he's injured, but uh, John Ross goes to the sideline, and then he's out for four weeks again. They don't make he's him like guys. Willie Galt anymore, Gabe. No, yeah, Willie Galt was an exception. <laughs> All right, we'll hit that and more. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready for Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci. Cam Stewart keeping us up to date. And uh, we've got some breaking news uh, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, Cam. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Kurtz about this. Uh, Randy Gregory, very talented guy, but in trouble before. He's been suspended indefinitely for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy, as per NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. And, Gabe, this is not number uh, three strikes you're out. This is number four. Fourth time Gregory has been suspended for an abuse violation since entering the league in 2015. More news to come. This could be uh, pretty severe for a fourth violation. All right, we'll keep our eye. Uh, we'll keep our eye on this. And uh, with that, we bring in uh, George Kurtz, who happens to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. What's going on, George? Well, I was having Kurt. a nice day until Cam. You know, I was enjoying. Yeah, he, I, had, I just he had doesn't a make the news. He CBS. just reports it. Things were going well. That's Cam right. Don't shoot the messenger, Kurtz. Why not? You know, it's, it's never my fault, right? I'm a, I'm a, listen, I'm an American, guys. We blame everybody else for our problems. All right? Yeah. We love our guns. We, we just shoot everybody. <laughs> you know, actually, you know what? I, I Speaking of that, George, I talked about this on the morning show today. New Yorkers are complaining too much. That And this is, I really, like, this is, this is New York now, New York City. 
uh, people like that pay, ooh, they pay so much for their, their condos and they pay so much for the property. They don't like the NYPD police sirens um, that echo throughout the night in their neighborhood. So they're demanding that the NYPD have quieter, quieter sirens. <laughs> like, this, what do they want? The Someone hanging out the window work. going, woo, 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 woo. I mean, it's, it's idiotic. People I guess they want, they want yeah. everything. They want people, uh, yeah, they want the cops to be risking their lives in silence. <laughs> it's the yeah. same crap. Remember last week, Cam, <laughs> when people in Toronto complained about an Amber Alert that, like, you know, came over their oh, phone yeah. at 2 in the morning. You ruined my show. You ruined my show. Yeah. There's just a girl kidnapped. You, you ruined, oh, my God. Because, yeah, people are freaking out, Kurtz. There's an Amber Alert. Guy kidnaps a, a young girl on the highway, and people are bitching about their TV show being interrupted. That's good. Actually, you, you can't win here. The police certainly can't win. I mean, there was listen, There was an accident here. I mean, a pretty severe accident where apparently the cops were chasing a bad guy, and the bad guy ended up uh, crashing into a car, and he killed the occupants. I get the idea here, but you know, if that guy, if the police would have let that guy go, and he went on to kill three other people, they would have been yelled at for that too. You know, there's always going to be two sides, and everyone's blaming everybody. We don't take uh, responsibility for responsibility for anything anymore. No, it's a tough. They're they're in a tough position, as you stated. No matter what, uh, what they do, no matter what anybody does in today's society, not just law enforcement, like you stated, you know, people wake up. Uh, they wake up angry, and you know, me included, uh, at uh, at times, as I seem to. Uh, although I do get paid to do this, and it is a slow time in the sports here, but LeBron James just keeps on like, it's amazing, like this dude, like about how. You know, first you had, like, the, the blatant tampering. His agent is Anthony Davis's agent. It was clearly, like, a LeBron James-influenced, hey, it's okay, Anthony, you can do this, don't worry about it, you know, you're going to be out of there, and, you know, it'll be forgotten about, and you won't, you know, you won't be thinking about New Orleans. Kid ends up getting stuck there. Um, the Pelicans, like, over their dead bodies, are they essentially going to trade him to the Lakers? Um, the Lakers get pissed off after and say, oh, the Pelicans acted in bad faith. And look, guys, so LeBron James hates all these kids on this team. They can't win with this team and LeBron James, yet they're angry the Pelicans didn't take all these dudes, right, and get stuck <laughs> with all, all these kids that can't win and don't know how to play. LeBron James constantly, con- you know, constantly, consistently throws his teammates under the bus. It's like a daily type of occurrence. Uh, two weeks ago, he drops, well, if we make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. If we don't, we don't, which is, oh, yeah, that's exactly what Michael Jordan uh, used to always say. That's what Kobe Bryant used to always say. And then, of course, he came back and he stated, oh, um, playoff intensity button's been pushed. It's go time. Um, that lasted one night. Then he sat out against the Golden State Warriors uh, due to load management on a Saturday night, which was just like bizarro world. They had a day off. There, were, there wasn't even a back-to-back. And evidently a fan, and it uh, looks like a good Twitter follow, actually. The uh, Monday morning uh, quarter black, <laughs> not quarterback, but the Monday morning quarter black. Quarter black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a nice Twitter. Nice. He's a, he's a Smooth. Laker fan in L.A. And I just tweeted it out, guys, and it's unbelievable. He goes, please tell me LeBron James wasn't up at 11.43 making songs with 2 chains the night before a game against the Warriors, a game he missed due to load management. Please tell me I just didn't see this. And as you dig deeper, you know, LeBron wasn't posting this because he doesn't, you know, but 2 Chains did. It's on 2 Chains' Instagram account, him in studio, and it's basically LeBron hanging out there all night. 
Now, whatever. You know, it's going to be one of these deals where everything does, everything LeBron does, people freak out about. But I called this, George, and I'll start with you, George. You're the guest, and we'll throw it to Cam. But I called this. Like, LeBron James, and I was bitching about this this morning, even before this just came. I just saw this right now. That LeBron James went to Los Angeles for business and personal reasons. Playing on the Lakers is just sort of part of it. But recording rap songs and cutting movie deals and expanding his business empire is a bigger goal to him than, than anything else. And it's like he's given up on this team. Instead of trying to help these kids out and trying to, you know, instead of helping them, he just rips them every night. And they're doing their best. I mean, Ingram dropped 32 last night. It's never enough. I tweeted out a, a video last night from last night's game in which LeBron decides not to guard his guy. The guy nails a three. Yeah, <laughs> the game's close. Great call. The game's Brandy. like tied. Yeah. Buddy nails the three. Defense. And then LeBron looks over at Kyle Kuzma and bitches at him. <laughs> he looks over and he's like, come on, man. And it's like, LeBron, that was your guy. Like... So, uh, George, you know, what, what do you make of uh, the load management, uh, late-night rap sessions, and uh, everything else with LeBron? Well, you know, I hope you're not right. And when I, when I say that, I mean I hope you're not right about is that the new trend we're going to see now in sports about players going to a destination, not because they want to play there, not because they care about winning or helping the team, but it's good for their career, their career after sports. You know, to make that name in L.A. You know, last thing I want to see is players going to any L.A. team because they want to be an actor afterwards. So they want to get a head start, and they're not paying attention to their craft now. That would be a uh, that would be disappointing, to put it nicely. So I hope you're wrong, but it wouldn't shock me in this day and age if that's what we'll co- if that's what's going to come up next. Brent, see, I'm sick of LeBron James. I'm, I don't care how good he is. One of the things about being an elite yeah. athlete is you help people around you to what you earlier said. If you're that much better than everybody else, instead of bitching and complaining at them, how about you take them under your wing, you talk to them and make the young players better? All he does is complain, complain, complain. I'm with you. Blaze pizza, this and that. The move from Cleveland, it's strictly business. He's going to do what? Shazam 3? You'll watch a bunch of bad, bad movies, sports movies, Nickelodeon movies, raps, whatever the hell he wants to do for the end of his career. Screw him, man. He's a great player. You're right. He didn't play Jam. any defense there. Yeah, sorry, sure. Space Jam. Shazam. No, I don't know. I, sorry, I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. But I, I only laughed here because somebody, you know, you know somebody exactly. last night, somebody last night at the Memphis Shazam. game during the broadcast, and the fans they had a sign behind the local Memphis crew, and it said uh, LeBron's going to ruin Space Jam Three like he's ruining the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Shazam Space Jam. You said it, though. The guy's yeah, whatever. Same Hollywood thing. now. And even when he comes to here, yeah, he comes out of care. Shazam Space Jam, it's all the same to me. His pizza company, Sprite commercials. The guy's just, that's what he is now. He's more of a Hollywood guy. Like, you'll you'll see the phase from basketball to Hollywood once he gets sick of it. And uh, I just think it's wrong because a lot of those guys on the Lakers, they, they, they want his guidance. They respect his game. But instead of being a nice guy, he's always bitching at them. And after a while, you tune that stuff out. And you know what? He's only hurting his, himself and his team. Well, that's the thing. And it's like, it's like as you guys stated, I mean, you know, is he there? It, it, a real a real leader, like the Laker fans, this is a, it's like the Yankees, George. You know what I mean? Like the Lakers expect to win. Their fans expect to win. It's been a couple of years where it's just a clown show circus. They bring LeBron in. And, you know, LeBron likes it because it puts, you know, he's in L.A. And it puts him next to Magic. It puts him next to Kobe. It puts him next to Kareem. Suddenly, like, he was supposed to be welcomed into this Laker family, but... 
The Lakers are all about winning. I mean, Pat Riley was a deadly assassin. Magic Johnson, like all smiles in, in real life, but when he was on the court, man, you know, this guy wanted to win. Kareem, like, you know, James Worthy, you go down the list. Last night, James Worthy said uh, there's a virus uh, within the team. You know, pr- pretty strong words, but all right, we'll uh, we'll jump in. We'll hit the NHL trade deadline, NFL, Major League Baseball, and more. Game time decisions, Ready for Rage Radio continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decision is Red Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Bradstein, Jordan Dabble, Cam Stewart, George Kurtz uh, with us. Uh, Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Uh, uh, you'll hear uh, we had a conversation with him uh, earlier in the day, some great stuff, man, where we ran through a uh, ton. It's like this guy's just knocking it, uh, knocking it out of the park, but you know, he is a, a draft consultant. Um, so we were just talking about uh, LeBron James. Is that's just sort of hitting the internet right now? It's sort of been somewhat of a uh, sort of the slower time of the sports a year. Calm before the storm. The NFL Combine coming up in a couple of days. The NFL news will uh, will start to pick up. Uh, there's been rumors about Le'Veon Bell to the Philadelphia Eagles, which um, if you look at the cap situation, it just it doesn't really look feasible uh, to be honest, unless. Philadelphia get rid of somebody that makes a lot of money, and they got to pay Carson Wentz uh, soon as well. But NHL trade deadline, uh, George, uh, came and went. Uh, what was your take? Who are the winners and losers, uh, George, yesterday, in your opinion? Well, you got to look at Columbus. I mean, they did not dip their toe in, right? If you're going to go all in, you just jump in the pool, and they did. They sold everything. I mean, they're going to be terrible after this season for the next couple of years because Panarin will be gone, Bobrovsky will be gone, uh, Duchesne is likely to be gone. But give them credit. They went for broke. They traded all their draft picks, some young prospects, granted not their top prospects, but some young prospects to go for it this season. Really, I think challenged Tampa Bay. I think they are the second best team now in the Eastern Conference. So I loved what Columbus did. Listen, I think my Islanders are losers, did nothing. Not that I really, as an Islander fan, I'm probably probably a little angry, but as an analyst, I think they did the right thing because you're not a challenger. You're not going to beat Tampa Bay. You're not going to beat Columbus. So I think they're a loser. You're in first place in a division that you did nothing and in my mind, who would they, they play now? Smoke and mirrors. Who would they right play now, in the playoffs? They play seven. I think they would play Montreal if things stayed the same. But you know, it's not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that'd be They're, awesome. <laughs> I, I, right now, I mean, Montreal could fall down the eighth, and then they play play Tampa Bay. Yeah, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like I wouldn't have to pay you know three hundred eighty dollars to go to the Bell Center because we'd no. be like the same. And thing. the first series, the first series is at Nassau. Yeah, we'll go to a game, George. Excursion out of it with Kurtz. With Kurtz, I'll yeah, tell you what, George. Long Island Ridge. Uh, listen, I'm, you know, I might be down either way for for, for some playoff hockey. Um, and like I said, I'm from Montreal, so playoff hockey means a thousand dollars. Like, uh, how much can an Islander game actually be, right? <laughs> so not much, yeah. You know, just hurt, but just if just it's Montreal, me. dude, there will be a lot of Canadian fans actually because it would be cheaper for them. They're, I'm telling you, they'll travel for that. That would that'd be awesome. Canadians and Islanders in the playoffs, that would that'd be cool. 
Yeah, right now I just checked. It would be Islanders and Canadians in the first round. Of course, many things could change there. Right now, Pittsburgh's not in the playoffs. Think about that. Right now, Pittsburgh would be out of the playoffs. Granted, they're only a point behind Montreal. They actually have a game in hand. They're tied with Carolina, who's technically in eighth place because they have one more win than Pittsburgh. So it's going to be a wild, it's going to be wild down the stretch here. But right now, it's Montreal seven, Carolina eight, Pittsburgh nine. Cam, watch. Carolina's going to melt down. Cam, yep. and Don Cherry's going to get the last laugh. I'm telling you. Oh, Cherry's going to be. I told you, you don't. Yeah, you, know, you don't do that. You would have made the playoffs. I'm be honest with you, Gabe. Carolina's. Good. I think. I hate to say it. I think Montreal's going to. Think Montreal's going to fade. Starting. Yeah, yeah. They're not really playing it's very two well right now. In but they, they, you they, liked them yeah, last they night. They winnable games. You liked them though. last I, night. Now you're throwing them under yeah, the bus. Yeah, they lost. They lost. Yeah, I am going to throw them under the bus. They screwed me last night. Those bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky in that parlay. I won both my games in a shootout, too. And I'll tell you, yeah, man, it's it was good. just, uh, it's tough. It's tough. The NHL, George will tell you, like, it is very, very difficult. George. It's going to come down to the final weekend in the NHL. It's going to come down to the final weekend. Yeah, it might be, actually, it might come down, like, in the old days. Remember, it was actually the Islanders and Devils. Wasn't it, like, a, a shootout to see who goes to the playoffs or something? Like, something yes, like that will yes. happen. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Do you realize? Game. You know do you it realize will. realize? <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, you guys must remember, but back in the uh, 90s, uh, it had to be the early 90s, the Islanders missed out on Yaramir Yager because Uwe Krupp scored an overtime goal that put the Islanders in the playoffs. That's right. Pittsburgh <laughs> out. He doesn't do that. <laughs> Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, and there's no Yager. And I, listen, I don't know if the Islanders would have drafted uh, Yager. I have no idea. That's so they probably would have screwed it up, George. They probably would have screwed it up. But yeah, no, I remember that. You never know what's going to happen. I remember when I moved to Toronto. Um, it was the year, Cam, the Leafs, it came down to exactly that. I don't know if you remember, it came down, they needed to beat the Canadians on like a Saturday night, and they did. Yep. And the next day, Doobie, um, like screwed them. Yeah, yeah that's right, Dublowitz. Du- <laughs> du- yeah, yeah Dublowitz, like they, he was playing for somebody, and like, guy stood on his head, man, and like he basically was going that the points at the... Was yeah, it the Duke. Islanders in that game? In that shootout game yeah, that Cam was. was talking about, that was the goalie. Yeah. That, that was, was the game, game. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's unbelievable. Like, yeah, it's amazing how fortunes. <laughs> it's for fortunes. It's crazy. Be. It's crazy, Gabe. We have George Kurtz on today, and it's funny. I'm going to the Leaf game tomorrow, but you know who's well, who's playing on Thursday, George? And I'm already seeing Islander fans tee off the John Tavares uh, return night. I'm enjoying yes, some it is. Islander fans' ven- venom at Johnny uh, T. Thursday night, Gabe. Uh, Leafs at Islanders, uh, the return. Islander fan, pissed. <laughs> the Islanders are angry. The Islander fans are angry, and it's going to be an interesting scene Thursday night in the Coliseum. This is the Coliseum, whatever they call it now. And I don't even know what's called the Coliseum anymore. NYCB Theater, but but that that place may be uh, it may be a dump as far as hockey is concerned. But man, the fans are right on top of it, and it's loud. And I so think what's the deal, JT? So what? It's in Nassau this game. Yes, this game's in there. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Believe, so what, what, I and what do they do? They alternate? And like, they have, when do they play they have, at the Barclays they, Center? I don't think they play uh, at Barclays they, all that much now until the uh, second round of the playoffs. I know eight of the playoffs. Nine yeah. First round? The, uh, at the Coliseum. For, first yeah, I, round, I love yeah, Cam. They get the, the Coliseum gets yeah. the first round, and then at Barclays Yeah, yeah the first round. But I like how the, the NHL <laughs> drops that, well, 
if they make it to the second round. <laughs> like they're basically yeah, no, saying, I don't know. I'm with they're you. They're not going to make it to the second round anyway. I'm sick and tired. The reason the reason I'm an Islander fan after like being a Leaf fan is the way the yeah, Leafs they do screw them. this team a lot. And I was and when I was doing when I was doing my journey to the Cup, I'm sick and tired of it. It was so obvious the league wanted Pittsburgh to win. I remember Nabokov was their goalie too. Remember uh, with the oh god, what a train wreck he was. It was one of the yeah, worst sucked. goaltending exhibitions ever. The Islanders could have beat Pittsburgh, but they got every oh they helped out Pittsburgh so much in that series like the Islanders played their asses off but the league's always screwing these guys that great point Gabe oh if you get to the second round Barkley's ball (laughs) you win the first round there like what are they doing to this team it's just embarrassing man yeah but why why if they get to the second round would they go to the Barkley's like I don't understand that money Money, 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 money. There's many more luxury boxes at Barclays Ugh. than there is in uh, NYC. It's all about yeah. money because the fans want it in the Coliseum. You hear that all the time. No one of course wants they do. Barclays. Like what kind of so team? It, yeah, like you said, like who changes their venue mid-playoffs? <laughs> I know. Uh, has there ever been another <laughs> NHL team that's taken half their season in different rinks? No, that's why I don't know. It's just, and, and I'll, I'll tell you guys. Why are they you're... shitting on the Islanders? Like, it's stupid. But I'll, I'll tell you guys, living on Long Island, man, the opposition is growing now about that new arena. And you knew this was going to happen. Oh, yeah, it's, it's getting... done. You're right. You, you called, called it, George. It. You, you called said it. until there's a shovel. You saw. They cried about Amazon. There's not a hope in hell they're building a hockey arena. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but, like, really, they're not going to do it. Like you said, Ocasio-Cortez and uh, the, the, the other hitmen will come out of the woodwork. We're not paying for this. We're not doing They don't like anything, George. They don't like anything. Like, nobody, like, everything. Now you see even Virginia and Amazon. In Virginia, they're turning on Amazon now. They're like, you know what? Like, maybe we don't want you here either. Like, this is, this is what it's come to. I mean, as you stated, and from what I can tell, and you can speak to this, George, Look, the state of New York, number one, is one of the slowest-moving states, right? I mean, we see the bureaucracy, uh, the disconnect. It's a massive state. Everyone's got different agendas. It's it's like a massive country. People in Albany or people in, like, Plattsburgh, New York, have nothing in common with, like, people in New York City or, like, you know, Long Island. Exactly. Everyone's got a different sort of agenda. So everything takes forever. But it seems in your neck of the woods, too, George, that, man, the politicians argue whether the sky is blue or not. Remember that. <laughs> Charles Wong, and I said, I wasn't a Wong fan well, when he owned the Islanders. He's passed away now. <laughs> yeah. what, but the sumo, one... Sumos for goalies. Yeah, got oh, Wang. remember that? My <laughs> God. When, He's the good idea. Oh, when you're eight, sumo you're eight years old, you think about that, right? When, when you're eight, you think yeah. about that. Let's put a big fat guy in net. Hey, let, have... listen. Oh. That was a better idea than making Gar Snow the GM. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I always wondered, I mean, how did that go with Gar Snow? Think about it. But think about how that had to go. Garcia like was the Adams backup goaltender. <laughs> oh, it was and a big yank. You got your promo. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> I mean, did, did Wong goals. go to Garcia Snow one day and go, "Hey, you know, you you can't uh, like the goalie anymore, <laughs> but I got this GM position opening for you. What do what do you think?" Think hey, George, it's like the Cowboys. It's like the Cowboys making Helen Moore the general manager. It's like, hey, listen, you were the backup quarterback for the last five. Well, years. they made him the quarterback yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It's, it's just scary. But listen, one thing about Wong, he wanted to build that big development in Nassau County, and he was going to pay for it. He wasn't even asking yeah. for, uh, for money, and they still voted him down. They will vote anything down because of what we keep talking about. You're always going to have a side that's against it. No matter what you do, we'll pay for it. No. They pay for it. No. They'll find a reason. Traffic, uh, not enough jobs, blah, 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 blah. Going to ruin the area. <laughs> Whatever it might be, they always find a reason to turn these things down in New York. I mean, it's just so difficult. No, to get Toronto's the done. same way. 
Toronto said what? Like the casino can, yeah. remember? It like, is. Oh, yeah. It's remember, a, like, yeah, Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn was like, listen, I'll build the freaking casino. Then it was like, wow, you know, what about, like, the, the highway and the off-ramp? He's like, I'll build the highway. <laughs> like, basically, like, he was like, I'll build whatever. Here's the $50 million. We'll build the expressway leading into it. And then, you know, they had MGM. They had, like, they had Wynn. They had these people bidding on it. Uh, it would have created jobs. Like, it would have created literally, Huge. like, 1,500 jobs in the area. And, like, just like you said, George, oh, it's going to ruin the area. I just bought a condo here. I don't want degenerate gamblers here. Um, you know, there's thieves. Uh, there's, there's scumbags that go to casinos. Everyone's going to lose their money. Grown adults can't be trusted. Right? And you know what the real deal was? It turned out that basically the condo board and the Realty Association of Toronto essentially blocked it because that's their money, Cam. That's the entire waterfront down there and stuff that they can build and rip people off for new condos as opposed to one massive casino that they wouldn't have made any money from. So they blocked it. And they got City Hall on board. And you said you can't do anything. You can't do anything now. Like, it's impossible to do anything. It's, it's, it's a crazy era we're in. All right, game time decision continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rays Radio, Fantasy Sports. Well, out of range. Kurt's getting worked up. Kurt's, yeah, I worked him up. I reminded him about his parlay that didn't hit. Trust me, I was on it. Everybody was on it. I had a great, I think I was 3 0 going into that game. Everything was going great. I was winning my overs. A couple games came in. I Dallas on that ticket, too. Me, too. Me, too. BS. BS. And San Jose came in. You know this league now? Gabe? I don't know what's happening with hockey because, like, it used to be, like, the easy sport when you're betting on it. Like, oh, just put the minus 300 thing there. Every person no, who's no, taking no, puck no, lines, no. take a look Take a look at puck lines. Tampa Bay last night were minus 400 or whatever. They win in a shootout against uh, uh, against the Kings. And that Nashville, the two biggest favorites on the board, it's crazy stuff, man. Like, I'm telling you, it's very, very weird things are happening, buddy. George is noticing Campbell it, too. started that game last night for the Kings. That made no sense. Yeah, they had a huge lead. They pissed it away. It's just, it's like that every night. It's crazy. But Sunday, man, that that Calgary game drove me insane. I'm like, oh, this, I'm gonna get a three and zero day. Yeah, Calgary in Ottawa. Ottawa traded away everybody and their mother. <laughs> Easy win. Yeah. Easy win here. Yeah, it's the, and of course, yeah. the Flames ruined it. <laughs> Bastards. It's one by the it Islanders tonight. Uh, <laughs> it always seems to work out that way. It's true. Uh, it's true. Game. So speaking of which, Calgary Flames at the uh, New York Islanders uh, this evening. Uh, big game uh, here. I can tell you, two upstart teams, probably the two biggest surprises in the National Hockey League, to be honest. They look at Calgary yeah, 39 16 and 3, the Islanders 38 18, 36 18 and 2, 18 7 and 1 at home. Very impressive uh, uh, records for both teams. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd say Calgary's a surprise. Uh, maybe first place, but they were a playoff team. And a lot yeah. of good players there. I think yeah. the problem with Calgary Islanders is the goaltender. Uh, they're usually Islanders not this good, though, George. No, yeah, I agree. They're not, I, I but they're, bad, but they're, they're good, though. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'm no, no, but Cam, I, I remember, like, them. in past years, the Flames, remember, they were a good uh, road underdog, bad home favorite. You know what I mean? Now they yeah. just sort of win now, like, often. They're they, almost like this do. year's, like, Winnipeg were last year. Yeah, that's the way I look at them. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like um, I've got like a uh, a built-in sort of I don't believe in them. But listen, the Calgary Flames haven't gone deep in the playoffs in a long time. Like I, I got to tell you guys, I'm sort of I have that um, inherent Canadian teams just losing the playoffs thing. Like it's hard not to because they do. Canadian they team do. hasn't won the Stanley Cup since uh, the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. It's a long time. Yeah. Well, the problem for Calgary is going to be if they end up losing this division lead, and they have a three-point lead right now over San Jose, game in hand, but if they end up losing it, that's Vegas' first round they're playing, thanks to the, uh, you know, the NHL's insane playoff system here. Uh, that's going to be a rough matchup. I mean, Vegas gets Mark Stone, a player I think they really, really needed here. I think that would be a rough It's a shame that one of those two teams would be gone so quickly. Yeah, every week this comes see up, that game? it is just it is angry. It's stupid. Like, it's just stupid. It is stupid. It's stupid. It's dumb. See what Mark you Stone came in? you got to love Vegas. out all like, the time. Back in the day, like, Vegas, it would have been like, you know what I mean? Like, who's there at the airport? Like, they brought in, like, uh, Oscar Goodman. They brought in, like, the dancing girls, the mask. Like, they had, like, a Mark Stone, like, party at the airport when he arrived. Like, Vegas ain't screwing around. Like, you know these That's guys, why he signed that deal right away. He's like, yeah, I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. No, no, they treat him like a king. The guy walks in, like, before it'd be like, you know, tumbleweed. Now, now Vegas is a first-class. Uh, and everything. They sure first are. First-class organization. Really like the way they handle them. Yep. You know, the playoffs, the you know, the fun that they have, the team, the fans, the interaction, the practices open to the public. Uh, I hate to say it, know, the just, fans don't deserve do it. Right. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Like, you know, they come into the league and they get treated like kings. Well, all the teams that we cheer for, Georgia's Islanders are doormats, the Leafs, GK. Honestly, like, these guys come in the league. It's like first-class citizens all of a sudden. They don't even have to pay. Like, the NHL loved them from the yeah, get-go. Yeah, but instead of getting so mad. It's, it's almost not fair. Yes. Instead of getting mad at the, at uh, the fans for not deserving it, you should get mad at like the Leafs and like you know for ripping people off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's part. Of, that's part of my anger, Gabe. That's just a. It's a yeah. percentile. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just stating like. <laughs> it's partly true. Like you know, yeah, the know, Vegas was sort of showing franchises how to do it right. It's funny. This came up the other day, yeah. actually. Like you look at Arthur Blank. Remember, look at Arthur Blank and the super. Like Arthur Blank and his uh, the prices. For the concessions at, yeah. at all Atlanta, the five dollar menu, good call. Yeah, he didn't even yeah, change it cheap. for the Super Bowl. Like even the Super Bowl, he left it the same. <coughs> so, yeah, bless you. Has any other team copied it? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just jerks. And you would think like, you would, think it would no. pay off too, because if you listen, when I go to a game, I'm probably not buying a twenty dollar hot dog. It's probably not happening. I'll eat beforehand. But if you made it five dollars, I'd get two or three of them. You know, I'd pay for them then. Yeah, I know. And deeper, so, what so happens is, the money? well, what happens is the, the deeper thought process is, yes, number one, exactly, the Montreal Expos, God rest their soul, um, you know, they'd get like 6,000 people in a game. They'd have dollar hot dog night, and they'd do it like once a month, and they'd have dollar hot dog night, and it'd be sold out. And, you know, they'd make like, you know, half a million dollars selling us, you know, it's, you know half a million hot dogs. It was ridiculous. So I sort of said to them, why don't you guys just sort of charge a dollar a hot dog every night? <laughs> you know, when people would, would come. 
you know, more. And they sort of looked at me like I was crazy. And what happens, though, is if you go to an Atlanta Falcon game or an Atlanta soccer game and you only spend, you're like, man, I'm spending three bucks for a Budweiser. Or I spent two bucks for a Coca-Cola. I mean, they've got, like, hamburger combos for four ninety nine and stuff. Like, it's amazing. It really is. Like, everything's five bucks. Like, you get a big beer for five bucks, a smaller beer for three. It really is a four twenty. Yeah, but then, hey, after the Falcon game or at halftime when you're drunk, you'll shell out that 120 bucks for the jersey. For the jersey. Man, I haven't exactly. spent anything all game here. I'll buy that hat. You know what I mean? I'll buy a ticket to another game since I can afford to come to the game. Since it doesn't cost me, it's one thing for the ticket. It's good business, George. It's just smart business what he's doing. Of course, because you're making good feelings, right? Because hey, it's it's not going to cost me a hundred dollars to feed a family of three if you take your your kids to the game, right? And look, George, the MLS team sold out every damn game. They got more people than the Falcons did. Affordable no people going to the soccer game. They won the MLS Cup. They won the championship. Yep. You already put it perfectly. When you saw had the one dollar hot dog night, you sold out. Or you had twice as many fans. Whatever it comes out to be. So, I last I heard, a ticket costs much more than a hot dog anyway. So you're making money there. Now, granted, I guess the marketing, you said if you do it every night, well, fans will lose interest because you do it every night. So you can't do it every night. I get yep. that. But I might do it once a week, especially when you're Montreal. Yeah. Oh, bad teams playing once a week sounds teams. fair, George. Once a week sounds very fair. Anybody fair. playing the Marlins yeah. this year at home should pretty much offer food for free. Yeah. Yeah, this should be like <laughs> six free beers. <laughs> yes. You'll need it to watch Pretty. those two teams. <laughs> More you get six. You get si- you get six free beers. All right. So before uh, we've got a cut, we we got about ten minutes left with George here. Uh, let's blast through these hockey games tonight. See what you guys uh, think. Uh, so we got Calgary at the Islanders here tonight. Islanders small favorites. Uh, George, uh, your opinion on the game? I wonder how the Islanders will react to uh, the, once again the team doing nothing yesterday. This game was also they, these two teams played last week and it got chippy and rough, and I think that continues over to uh, tonight, which should make life interesting. Islanders need to keep winning; they can't get caught in a rough game here. I do like the Islanders tonight as well, but I'm not betting on them. I like the Islanders a lot. I think uh, it's a spot for them at home. Calgary's kind of sleepwalking right now. Uh, they're just kind of winning games, and I really didn't like that Ottawa game. Uh, I'll give me the Islanders game. It's only 15 cents. I think the Islanders win on home ice. Um, you mentioned Columbus earlier, and uh, we were talking about Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh and Columbus play each other uh, tonight, in which is a pretty pretty big game uh, when you consider the, the standings. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they opened up at minus 117 favorites all the way up to, I see, a buck 50 uh, right now. Total yeah. is six and a half in this game. What do you think, Cam? I don't like that line moving, but I'm all over Columbus. The new additions, too. Uh, Duchesne's going to be on the top line with Cam Atkinson and Panarin. Man, they're gonna. it's going to be amazing. I uh, love the, the Columbus hates Pittsburgh, too. I just think uh, they show up on home ice with their new guys. George talked about it earlier, man. Whole new breed of Columbus. They're going all in. They'd love to beat down Pittsburgh at home. Give me Columbus to get it done. Buffalo were in Toronto last night. Now they're in Philadelphia. That's a tough back-to-back spot. Uh Buffalo, yeah. The Buffalo's actually kind of, I watched that game last night. They got they got shortchanged in that game. Like, the Leafs didn't play a totally good game. They got hot for a couple spurts. Buffalo, they gave, they're a hard team to take because they kind of just grind and lose. Like, it's just, and, and even if you had them on the puck line, the Leafs scored a shorthanded goal late to ice. It was for Buffalo, like, Yeah, <laughs> that's that, You're right. Lose. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. Like, you just sit there going, like, if you had Buffalo plus one and a half, you're just so pissed off. But I can't lay it with Philly either. Maybe the over. I don't see any, uh, George, no defense. 
defense in this game. The Sabres defense and goaltending reeks, and so does uh, Philadelphia. Might be like a pond hockey game, 5-4 for somebody. It's another game. I mean, this game is much more important to Buffalo than to Philadelphia. Philadelphia traded Wayne Simmons. Carter Hart is out until next week uh, at the earliest here. So Brian Elliott will be in that, but I don't trust Buffalo. I don't trust them at all. Every time I bet on Buffalo, I'm wrong. Because <laughs> they're in every other game team. I'm not doing it. But uh, the, the prior game you guys mentioned, Columbus all over the Blue Jackets tonight for everything that Cam said. Also, Pittsburgh, no Chris Letang, no Brian Dumoulin. They are not the same team without Letang here. I love the Blue Jackets at home tonight. Uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, uh, Cam, you're talking about the Canadians somewhat being in a little bit of a free fall uh, right now. Um, their power play game, struggles. Though. Yeah, so they played Saturday. It's kind of tough though. They played Saturday. So they what? They played Saturday in um, in Toronto. They blew the Toronto. lead. Yep. They lose the game. Boom. Monday they're here. They're in Newark. And yeah. um, they lose the game. Was that last night or no? That was Monday night, right? Yeah, they lost last night, two to one. No, two to one. Oh, in so New it's Jersey. Last night. now flying. Now, yeah, now into Detroit. Uh, it's some tough scheduling, high, yeah. man. Playing Saturday, sure Monday, is. Tuesday really on, on the road like guys. this. Yeah, and they're favored in this game, minus one thirty. I kind of uh, Detroit or pass. I I don't know if Carey Price plays. I might take a shot. Well, it looks Montreal. like Miami's the game. Uh, yikes! Nah, pass. What do you think, George? Man, Detroit just traded uh, Gustav Nyquist. Not a lot of offense going there. I mean, Niemi scares the life out of me a little bit as well. I'm looking for confirmation on Niemi. It's it's not confirmed. He just projected the play because, once again, the back-to-back nights. But I do wonder if Carey Price goes here. You can't sort of uh, pick and choose your points at this point, right? Canadian's not playing well here. Uh, Jimmy Howard does return for Detroit. I like Montreal in the game, and I'll probably put a little something on it. They just can't afford to lose tonight. There's not a lot of confirmed. Carter Hunt and Brian Elliott confirmed. Uh, Matt Murray and uh, Matt Murray's confirmed. Bobrovsky likely um, surprise Hutton's confirmed. Game. He got pulled last night and went nuts. Like he went like he had a real like temper tantrum on the bench. Where the Leafs scored three goals in like a minute, and he went bananas. Thought Allmark might start tonight. Very interesting. I'll keep an eye on the yeah, goals. Hutton will start confirmed. No, the reason I don't trust that game. Not touching Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like Mike uh, Smith. Who do I like tonight? Mike Smith yeah, starting yeah, tonight maybe. for Calgary. Yeah. Maybe Mike Smith, uh, Martin Jones, to look Halak, Elliot. Trying to find a dog tonight. Can't really. See, oh, have you seen this Capitals line? The Capitals are minus 450. And I'm still betting Ottawa. them. I'm betting against the Ottawa every damn time now. They're going to keep screwing me over. I see, what is it? I'm minus 350? I got 350. 340. I like yours I got better. 450. Yeah, Holy 450. Crap. What book? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you, what are you yeah. betting with? No, it is. It, it is. No, no. I'm telling you, Gabe. It opened at 300. It's at 450 on on the book. Hold on here. Let's go find it. I got it on two books. I'm seeing 340. I got 350. 340. 350. Still betting. I don't That's care. Great. Well, Cam, what's going on with your book? <laughs> Ottawa's I don't pretty know. much got to figure some things out here. Ottawa pretty much has us three playing on the top line right now. Okay? There's no way. Settle down, Marenzi. Settle down. <laughs> what kind of numbers you got? <laughs> yeah, no, three, here, I'll, uh, I'll confirm for you. Know, George says 350. I say uh, I see 340. Now a third book I'm decking in right now. Uh, minus 350. Yeah. Ottawa Senators plus 281. Oh, yeah, I'll take Washington. I can't take them. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, wrap things up with George Kurtz. Game time decision continues.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decisions ready. Rage Radio continues. So we wrap up uh, with George Kurtz. Uh, so George, uh, anything we didn't get to, uh, you want to get off uh, your chest uh, before uh, you and you and Cam throw it down this Saturday and uh, Sunday morning. New York Yankees. Uh, me and Cam discussed this yesterday. You know, Tulowitzki. Tulowitzki can mouth off all he wants after hitting a home run in spring training and. You know, talk about yeah. ooh, the biggest home run that he's ever hit in his life. Yeah, good for you. You hit in a spring <laughs> training game. And I guarantee you, dude, he'll get hurt. So I see people, oh, Tulo is ready out of the gate. Oh, he's fired up. He's got something to prove. Yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Guy's played more than like 90 games twice in the last six years. Yeah, you're not going out on a big limb there, Gabe. Uh, he's gonna. Tulo's gonna get hurt. That's that's not breaking news, man. I, I agree. I, I mean, it's, no, it's I not know, but I would, I would, I wouldn't say this. But he, since he's talking smack, I figured I would. You know, I, I watched yeah. the game yesterday, and he, I saw him hit the home run. There was real rah rah. I'm like, what the hell? It's game. It's game three of the Yankees' uh, spring training schedule. Who cares? <laughs> And it wasn't like Toronto did him wrong, by the way. You were hurt the entire time. Didn't play all that the well. The guy's we making $38 million the next two years. The Jays are even wrong. paying like a lot of the salary. They're paying for him. All, the Yankees are on a minimum contract with him. He should be thanking right. us. He should I, be I like, agree. thank you, Blue He Jays. should be thanking. They they did him a favor. Now Idiot. you get to go play for the Yankees. Yeah. Maybe go play for a ring. I mean, I don't think he should be upset at the Blue Jays at all. I don't think it makes any sense. No, I know. I know. And like you know, like you said, Cam, I, I get your frustration. Um, as, as a Blue Jay fan. Because um, you know what's strange, though? He's not a bad guy, which is strange that he feels no, so wrong. Like, how yeah, does he how do not realize that he's been overpaid <laughs> and he's underperformed? Like, I, He should be saying, I'm yeah, sorry I, I couldn't do more for the Jays when I was there. Exactly, Merhetsi. Exactly the point. Great point. You, you know who handled it like best, George? Was Amari Cooper. When Amari Cooper got traded, everyone laughed at the deal. Everyone laughed at the Cowboys. Everyone laughed at Amari Cooper. And he was asked, do you want to prove uh, the Raiders wrong? And he goes, no, I want to prove the, the Cowboys right. He said, I thank the Raiders for drafting me. I want to prove the, the Cowboys right. You know, as opposed to being negative about it, he took you know, the positive angle. Look how things worked out for him. George Kurtz. Thanks, George. No problem, care, guys. Good luck tonight. Game time decisions continue. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. News, 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 news. 
Thank you very much, Sir Yang. I'm Cam Stewart, your Fantasy Radio Sports Update. Colorado Rockies star Nolan Arenado staying put at Coors. The Rockies finalizing an eight-year, $260 million deal with the all-star third baseman to the chagrin of many Yankee fans who hoped he'd go there. The deal has an opt-out clause after three seasons. It will include a full no-trade clause as well. Under this new package, he will receive an average salary at $32.5 million. Sweet. Well, it doesn't eclipse Arizona A. Zach Greinke's $34.4 million a year. It makes Arenado the highest-paid position player in history, passing Miguel Cabrera's $3,100 million. In terms of, uh, sorry, $31 million. In terms of sheer volume, it's the fourth largest contract ever, only behind Giancarlo Stanton, Manny Machado, and A-Rod. Over the past four seasons, Arenado, a beast. That helps at the Eric Coors there, but 40 dingers and hitting 297. And, uh, yeah, he's done most of his damage at Coors Field, as I said, with an insane 1.105 OPS. On the road, his OPS still solid at 772. Bryce Harper playing the waiting game. Phillies and Dodgers, the favorites to land him. The St. Louis Cardinals have agreed to a four-year, $68 million extension with pitcher Miles Mikolas. In his first year with the Cards, the 30-year-old was on fire, tied for the NL lead and wins with an impressive 18. In 200 innings of work, he sported a 2.83 ERA and 3.28 FIP to boot. He is also announced as the Cardinals opening day starting pitcher. Now, you don't want to hear this one, Marenzi, if you're a Dodger fan, but Red Red Slugger, Yasiel Puig, says, quote-unquote, he never worked hard when he was a member of the Dodgers. In 2002, Puig signed a seven-year, $42 million contract with L.A. after defecting from Cuba. Lots of ups and downs in his many years with the Dodgers. After two days of discussions about replay review in the NFL, the league's competition committee failed to reach a consensus about whether to change the process. So replay, it will remain the same for now. Dallas Cowboys pass rusher Randy Gregory has been suspended. Yeah, crap, crap, crap. You said it, buddy. I don't like those comments from Puig there, Morenzi. I didn't try for the Dodgers, and now he may crack the joke like, hey, it's my contract year in Cincinnati. Don't worry, I'll try. I don't like that. I don't like that crap, man. But I know, but. I don't like it. But we know all athletes do it. He was actually honest about it. He said, I really didn't try. He goes, I could have tried harder the last couple of years, but. I was under contract. Now I play for contract. I think yeah, I really I try hard this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great. Thanks. Okay. Hey, it you works know. for these guys, right? Uh, yeah. And athlete, yeah, you can do that when you're a pro athlete, I guess. Uh, yeah, Dallas Cowboys pass rusher Randy Gregory suspended indefinitely from the league after violating the NFL substance abuse policy. As we talked with Kurtz, the fourth time Gregory has been suspended for substance abuse violations since entering the league in 2015. Lots of Dallas Cowboy news today. Quarterback Dak Prescott has a one-year remaining on his rookie deal. The Cowboys intend on paying him before he needs to be. The 2016 Offensive Rookie of the Year set to earn $2.04 million left on his final year of the entry-level deal. But Cowboys Executive VP Stephen Jones says the first order of business will be attempting to reach a new deal with pass rusher Demarcus Lawrence even before Prescott. And the Dallas Cowboys reiterated today they want to hammer out that deal with Lawrence. He's slated to be one of the NFL's top free agents this offseason season, but Dallas can use the franchise tag on him to keep him off the market. Lawrence posted 25 sacks over the last two years, one of the best pass rushers, and he played on a franchise tag with Dallas in 2018. The Bengals now shopping former pick John Ross. John Ross didn't catch anything, hurt his rookie year. Last year, 210 receiving yards in 16 games, but let's remember seven of his 21 catches were for touchdowns. Any team that takes him on will have to pay the rest of the four-year $17.1 million deal. 
Rams veteran offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth says he's coming back to work in 2019. And Jared Goff, very happy with that news. The San Francisco 49ers have placed franchise tag on their kicker, Robbie Gould. The 36-year-old, an incredible year, making 33 of 34 kicks when a lot of kickers sucked last year. As long as 53, Gould, the second most accurate kicker in NFL history behind only Justin Tucker of Baltimore, according to Pro Football Reference. And Gabe, you're going to love this one. A Cincinnati fan suing the Bengals, alleging he has to undergo shoulder surgery after slipping and falling on a substance used to clean up vomit in a bathroom at a Bengals game. The lawsuit says Scott Post in a season ticket holder for 20 years slipped in a bathroom at Paul Brown Stadium during a game versus the Steelers October 14th on this vomit cleaner. He said it was very slick. Not sure if he's going to win the lawsuit, but he will be able to squeeze them maybe for 20 years of misery. I'm thinking that lawsuit's better. Scott Poston, vomit cleaner. Yeah, but what... Once, it's like we were talking about earlier, Cam, too, with Kurtz. Like, Buddy would, like, sue and complain if he slipped and puke. <laughs> so they clean the puke. That's right. I know. Yeah, yeah. They're clean. Like you can't yeah, wait, right? Cleaning like, about the vomit cleaner. Now, everybody's looking for a quick payday, buddy. Unbelievable stuff. And some sad news, Gabe, One of my favorite. They're the new oh, Browns. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're the new, like, they're, they, they're they the are. new, like, they're the oh, new, yeah. like, just sort of stupid laughing stock. Like, yeah. they, that's who they the are. Browns, the Browns. The Browns are getting better. The Bengals are getting worse. And some sad news from uh, basketball. One of my favorite players in college, Kenny Anderson, has been hospitalized after suffering a stroke. The 48-year-old playing 14 seasons with nine different teams in the NBA. Georgia Tech legend, too, Gabe. Three games on the hardwood. We'll talk about Boston and Toronto. Big game of the night. Raps laying three and a half, 226. I'm Cam Stewart. That's Morenci. Stay tuned, everybody. More fun hijinks on Red Heat Rage Radio. Coming up next. Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Level two. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Red Heat and Rage at Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down with that Cam Stewart. Thanks to uh, George Kurtz uh, for joining us on the program. And uh, <laughs> I, I love the puke story. It's like Krusty the Clown. Uh, puke. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. You just said it, though. The funniest thing is that's it's gold, not a Jerry. It's like Tanya. Gold. It's, <laughs> gold. Gold. Yeah, that's a, like, and you said it, like, other than that, like, a bagel if fan. I were to get... Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Bengals, Bills, like or like you know what I mean. It would be one no, of those Bills teams, fan but wouldn't sue for this. Bills no, fan wouldn't sue. <laughs> now, number one, the Bills wouldn't clean the puke up. All right, the number one, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills uh, wouldn't clean the puke up. Number two, and I say this as a Bills fan, Bills fans would start like just throwing the vomit at each other and stuff, like. You know what I mean? They'd laugh it off. Ah, oh, you fell in the vomit. Ha, ha, ha. And then all, you know what I mean? It would become a thing. Like, people would be puking in the parking lot and, like, slipping. And, like, of course it's puking. a Bengal fan. Yeah, of course it's a Bengal fan. <laughs> 20 years season ticket holder. That's the best. I'm telling you. I've said it. I said this yesterday. I've said it to you a million times, too. But, like, uh, Ohio is, like, the new Florida. It's like the Midwest Florida, too, for sure. Like, of course, this is Ohio. Like, this would only happen in Ohio. <laughs> 
Now you bring it up, and uh, you talked about this thing a long time ago when we used to watch like Dateline NBC. All these guys were getting into trouble with bags of like bad products and hitting on younger women with the like Ohio State Brutus gear and stuff like that. You said it, man. There's a lot of lot of shady weirdos uh, in that state for sure. <laughs> it's the it's new great, Florida. Uh... I like that. Good line. It's a good line. Oh no, it, it clearly, it clearly is. Um, so you know, yesterday this came up briefly, but uh, Major League Baseball. I talked about this this morning a bit, but uh, there's more news on it. Major League Baseball uh, told uh, uh, told Nevada to stop taking uh, preseason baseball bets. Because it affects the integrity because uh, they're not real games. And uh, people are being deceived. And it's like they're worried about their integrity. Are you kidding me? So I don't know if Yang's laughing about the integrity. What the hell's going on? Steely Dan. Yeah, it's Steely Dan, I think. Uh, Is it Steely Dan? I can't hear it, man. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Yang's uh, coming back strong after uh, after yesterday. They're cruising on the love boat yesterday. Lots of yeah, lots of crooners. Too much passion. To George Hertz uh, for joining us on the program. So as I mentioned, uh, yeah, I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Uh, the other voice you hear is Cam Stewart. So um, I mentioned uh, Major League Baseball telling uh, Nevada that they've got to stop taking bets. Now, for first off, it's just it's it's stupid. It's ridiculous that they're asking them to stop taking bets. But if they were really concerned, Cam, about major league baseball spring training betting, <laughs> then what, why didn't they talk to like to Nevada and the other sports books? Like I don't know, in the off season, <laughs> like why they? Yeah, excellent. Why do they wait a week a weekend and just think they're going to go? Oh yeah, let's just stop doing this right now. Like, like yeah. if you're really on concerns or a good reason to do this. Like, you know, I'm almost starting to think, why? Are you, are you fixing spring training games? <laughs> like, well, what should we know? You know what I mean? Like, anyone that bets on spring training knows that it's volatile, you know. It's a volatile yeah, like event you're betting pre-season. on in the first place. Who knows when the backup quarterbacks come in? When's the third stringer come in? What's going to happen? How long are you going to keep the starters in? Yeah, no, betting, if you bet preseason baseball, you already knows the pitfalls and you know the pitfalls and dangers heading in. You're obviously gambling. You're throwing down your money. It's not a problem here. It's not even a story. I think these guys are just wow, paranoid. Sounds well, what's crazy is, what's crazy is I've actually bet on table tennis, aka ping pong. And more than once. Yeah, yeah. Like I bet on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just for the record, like, uh, as you'd expect, the Asians are good at it, but you know what the other country is really good at this, Cam? Take a guess. Who do you what, what what country do you think is like really good at table tennis? Besides, like yeah, say... Japan's pretty good. Korea's pretty good. Koreans are really into it, but um, like what other like they're dominant. <laughs> like they're like the in the I'm world. Gonna say, I'm gonna say. I'm uh, gonna say Sweden. 
No. But, you know, sort of good call, but yes and no. Only because the Swedes aren't good at this, but, you know, you're into sort of vain, kind of, but to Holland. Oh, it's actually, the Dutch were going to be my second guess, actually. The Dutch. I was going to yeah. go with, yeah, the dirty Dutch. Go to table The test. Dutch. <laughs> you know why? They're big and tall. <laughs> good point. Like, uh, it's like your boy. Uh, no, yeah, there's well, these big, they, they look like Dirk Nowitzki. Like yes. Like, he's German, yes. but they basically yes. have these yes. big six-foot-seven blonde dudes with, like, super long legs and arms camp. So, like, they don't really move. They're just sort of, like, they cover the whole table. Wham, 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 wham. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane, man, when you watch these guys play. I learned my lesson because I blindly, I uh, I basically ethnically stereotype uh, people when I bet, like, late-night uh, degenerate international stuff. <laughs> so, you know, basically, like, if I see, oh, look, like, uh, you know, Russia's playing Israel in hockey, I'll take Russia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's a wrestling tournament. Oh, I'll take the Iranian guy. Like, I remember, Cam, this is a funny story. So it was um, like, you know, I'll throw it at you, and I know you're going to get this. So who's the best at uh, billiards? <laughs> That's tough. Uh, the, Br- the Brits are very Come good. Come on. Just no the Brits. Billiards. Yeah. Yeah, the Brits. That's what I said. That's what yeah, I, the Brits. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of different people in the kingdom, though. That, yeah, a lot of good a lot of good British. Uh, no, that's a good point. The Irish, sure. the Irish are good at it. Uh, and exactly. Even, the Scots. Even some Scottish it, guys are good before they yeah, die. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. But in that that yeah. scene, so you know, no, I mean, the they, Brit, that's the where it is. The professional, uh, the professional pool and uh, the professional pool league. It was actually darts. Yeah. So the professional dart league. And you know that's that stuff's crazy, right? Like the arena is full. Oh no, no. I watch darts. Oh, I watch darts. Uh, throw a bunch of drunks in the middle there. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Sponsored by sports books, and yeah, you got the guy uh, Stephen Wright, the guy with the snake on his face. He's from England, and yeah, no, there's a lot of good uh, dart throwers. Scotland, England, a uh, couple. Of so French basically, guys. No, I watch the European darts. It's good. It's good. I basically like blindly bet like a British guy against an Iranian dude because I'm like, man, he's gonna kill this Iranian guy in darts. Turned out like the Iranian guy is like one of the best dart guys in the world. He's, like the only Iranian ever ranked type thing. Like, that, that, that's the best. You know, I ended up winning, but barely. Like I, I was like, all right, I better not like just you know assume things anymore, uh, moving forward. But my point is, I bet on ping pong. I bet on I bet on darts, and hell, even I don't like betting on Major League Baseball preseason. Like I have in past years, I'd do it, and I'd usually stop. The only thing I will say on a more serious note for betting on preseason baseball is it just got started and I'm not opposed to it. I'm not saying, oh, don't do it. It just got started and you know this, Cam. We talk about this every year. Every freaking year, man, there's going to be two or three teams that'll just be like 16 and 4 and stuff. 22 and 6. There's going to be a hot team out of the break. Like, whoever gets to like 4 and usually, and 0 or 5 and 0, ride them after. Like, they'll just exactly. they're gonna have a great spring great type point. thing. And usually not an upper echelon team. It's usually a team that's no. kind of, you know what I mean? They've paid their dues for a while, and they, they're on a heater. I'm with you. That's the thing about preseason. It usually a team like the Blue Jays, the Reds, the Pirates. Yeah, con- at the not Reds, contending teams. A team like that. The yeah, Angels could be the, good the in the preseason. Like the yeah. you know, it's, so, it's really random, though, Cap. It's random. It is. It, yeah, it really is. That's why I'm not yeah, betting I'm, it. Like, yeah. I... I it's no, but hard. I'm saying it's, it's random. Our team will get good in in, in spring training. That's true, but I it do just, agree with your point. It's random what team will get good. But you said it once that team just blindly gets on a heater. It. If yes. they start at six, you're right because they they they'll win like four and lose one and stuff. It's weird. It, it's like they gain confidence. It's very interesting. It's a very good point. I agree. 
So there's our, our betting advice, actually. So I'm going to wait yeah, it out. betting uh, advice, you want to bet preseason? So when a team's 6-1 and one or whatever to the gate and they're kind of not your team, they ride them out. Ride them out. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll I've done it. Experiment. Like, I've done the old, like, research, and this guy's pitching for two innings, and, oh, he's working on his curveball. <laughs> like, all this other yeah. stuff. And then there's some, like... You know, it's, it's nothing but scrubs, Cam, by the time the ninth inning. Another another thing, my and you know, my, my suggestion would be for spring training betting on baseball, another thing is there's more overs than unders. There's a lot of crappy pitchers and the parks are really small and stuff. Like you you can get I'm telling you, if you're gonna blindly I'm pretty sure I'd like to test the numbers, but there's more, more overs okay, than we'll do, we'll do today. To We'll do we'll do today. So a couple games got canceled. First game, Detroit Mets fourteen four over. Houston Miami under. St. Louis Washington under six one. But you're right. Hold on, it's just changed four three. So three then six okay. to five over. Eleven to five over. And the other games three, are in three. progress. So right now it's All right, five. So it's yeah, five hundred. So but the thing is, they're just getting started now, Cam. Yeah, there's already games, games that's gone over. White no, Sox are up eight to four and played. Uh, three, I think. Today's the well, third let me, game. Let me get for, the standings. Let's clubs. get the standings up. See if anyone's hot yet. <laughs> I'd say see, we goes to show after like four or five. You got to do it after five because anyone can win a couple, right? It's about I know everything. Probably exactly. measured around. Oh yeah, four, it's too early. Though. Four. No, no, it's measured at like eight or ten. Cam, like they play a million of these games. They play like thirty, like twenty-five or thirty of these stupid games. They play a lot of them. So it's it, all right. It, it, let us start. Like I said, the Pirates are three and one. And keep our eye on that. I like that. The Phillies are also three and one. Mm-hmm. I like this. They have run differential too. All right? Who's uh, who's sucking? Ooh, Toronto zero and three. <laughs> yeah, they blow. It'll be like that all year too. <laughs> that preseason will just ease on into the regular season. Yeah, it's Toronto. Weird. There we are. We're, yeah, we're hanging out with the Mets at one and three. Over zero and three. Tampa Bay's one and four. Washington two and two, yeah. So who's the best? You said it. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia right now. The Yankees Dodgers are two are three and one and two. too, which doesn't surprise me because the Dodgers are good. But the thing is, the Dodgers always have like a ton of great prospects, Cam. Right. So the Dodgers can just roll out they a bunch do. of dudes, and they'll still win spring training games. So yeah, we'll keep her. We'll keep our eye on this. But it's weird. Spring training, it's like the big debate. Like, uh, and you know who we have tomorrow on the morning after? Actually, is uh, Jim Leland. Oh, former manager Jim Leland. Jim Leland. This Winston's real smooth. Yeah, yeah. Jim Leland, that guy. Oh, yeah. He likes a fine smoke. Not, nothing like that uh, Carolina smoke. Oh, yeah. Jim Leland. I used to love he that watching that dart. guy hack darts. Yeah, he likes uh, big time. <laughs> what time's Leland coming on at? Uh, Leland is on at uh, 40 a.m. Nice. So you going to get up? No, I was gonna. Yeah, well, I'm gonna watch. I was gonna ask you if you want me to come on tomorrow because uh, I got golf picks and stuff on Wednesday. They start earlier. It's a Florida swing now, oh. not California. Three hours oh, earlier, so I might come on oh. earlier tomorrow if you want me. Game time from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Overtime decisions continue. Ready, great radio, fantasy sports radio network. So as we're talking about Major League Baseball, uh, looking to uh, ban spring training uh, betting. So uh, they sent uh, they sent out letters. All right, uh, they sent out cease and desist letters to like uh, various states at uh, camp. And uh, our main man Dustin Gooker over at uh, Legal uh, Legal Sports Report dot uh, com. <laughs> Has uh, kept track of the state's responses so far, and it's a great, it's great how he did it on Twitter. He goes, "If you're keeping track of the spring training betting fiasco, here are the states uh, we know and the responses. Number one, Nevada response: LOL <laughs> at Major League Baseball. Uh, so Nevada said, "Yeah, well, whatever. Um, we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing." Pennsylvania buckles. The state of Pennsylvania has taken spring training uh, betting off the board. Uh, pending what? further review. Wow. Yeah. Huh. The state of New Jersey is reviewing the state oh, of they're reviewing no. the situation, uh, but they're still accepting uh, wagers yeah. as of right now. Meanwhile, the state of yeah. Mississippi says they haven't been told to stop. Uh, yeah, like, now, they're not hey, being told to, to stop. Gen- <laughs> Mississippi needs to generate some damn revenue for the state. Leave them be. Same with West Virginia. Like, back off. Like, back off, baseball. Like, you're shaking down states that put up up gambling because they need money, man, for everything. Like, get bent. How about about this, though? I'm surprised this, though. Dustin also also reports that Major League Baseball is a, a part owner, minority owner in DraftKings. Huh. And DraftKings has not been told to stop booking spring training games. Very interesting. Good work, Gabe. Now you're getting to the bottom. That's yeah. So that seems like a conflict of interest right there. No, not me. Dustin uh, got to the bottom of this. Oh, good. Good work, Dustin. Good work, buddy. Yeah. How, how would I get to the bottom? Yeah, I'm not an investigative uh, <laughs> gambling reporter. Thanks for giving me the credit, though, Cam. Yeah, I'm smart enough to understand what he's talking about, though, and explain it to people. (laughs) But uh, I just like the fact that Nevada said, "Yeah, screw off." (laughs) Right? I know. What are you? What are you going to do? Like, really? I don't like the fact that Pennsylvania. We took some bets today on this. Yeah, Pennsylvania buckled right away. Yeah, why are you guys buckling? Like, at least New Jersey's saying, "Hey, we're going to take a look. We'll look at it." Like, you know, they don't buckle right away. Weird. You know why, though? If you think about it, Pennsylvania have two baseball teams. Yes, they do. Yep. They got to deal with these people. Yeah. New Jersey doesn't deal with Major League Baseball. Like, New Jersey New Jersey can tell Major League Baseball, blow me. Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> we don't have a team here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like Nevada. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, we, we don't do business with yeah, you. We don't have a team. Exactly. The state, you know, Mississippi could say the same thing as well. I don't know, dude. It's just, you know, all this stupid stuff, it always comes down to money, right? That's what it comes down to, money. And I don't know. I mean, the sports leagues really are convinced that they can get money out of these sports books for one reason or another. And it's funny because I asked the guys over at FanDuel at the Meadowlands about the Alliance Football League, and he said, no, we're not getting it. He said maybe one day, but he basically stated that there was a licensing situation. Now, so I don't know. He said it was something about the data. I don't know if the Alliance League is trying to charge or what they're – I don't know what the angle was, but he basically said, ah, it's not worth it. For He said something about licensing. 
So there's a lot of this stuff going on in the industry right now, Cam. It's just stupid. Like these leagues should understand that the popularity of gambling drives their freaking sport to begin with. All right. Instead of trying yep. to interfere with it, like you said, the people of Mississippi are just trying to make a living. You know, they just have a sports book there. People are just going in there. How many people in Mississippi are betting spring training baseball? I bet you they took Probably like not five to- bets today, Cam, on it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say like two? ten, like one? people in the whole state. Man, maybe some guy bet the Braves game. Yeah. They like the Braves down there. Some guy bet the Braves yeah, game. Maybe you know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> like. Like, honestly, like, nobody, like, you know, you and I, it's, you know, we talk gambling. Nobody's asked me, who do you like in the spring training game today? It's just, it's just Very true. stupid. It's just dumb. Like I said, if baseball was so concerned about this, why the hell didn't they do anything about this before the season started? It's just a bad look for baseball. It's just, it makes them look stupid. And they already have a million problems going on. So I, I really don't, you know. I really don't see. Uh, yeah, I good really point. Don't see why we should be worried about, the, about the, this. betting on the games. How about we get some of these players signed and uh, <laughs> and try to avoid a work stoppage in a couple of years? Those are yeah. those are things that should be on top of the or, agenda. Or, like you I know? said, what's the deal? What are you guys so scared of? What is there? You guys know about some game fixing thing, and you're worried about a scandal? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What are you so panicked about? Suddenly? Tell us. <laughs> like, no gambler, no gamblers complained. You know what I mean? I haven't heard one gambler state, oh, I got screwed over by the integrity of a spring training game. Everybody knows. Like, you know what you're doing. Everyone knows what they're getting themselves into when they bet on this stuff. It's it's ridiculous. I'm with you. And um, they they got bigger problems. I just, I, 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 it's just the way, this is what bothers me, Gabe. It's like what you talked about earlier in the show when you said, it's about the thing we talk about being adults. And when I feel gambling, I feel these big people, bureaucrats, they treat us like children. So why, why should I be able to, you know what I mean? I should be able to do whatever the hell I want. If I want to go down and get a drink at a certain time of the day, that's my personal right as a person. That's my individual liberties. They treat, it, they treat gambling like, like literally, like what you said, we're a bunch of children that need to be, you know, put in the corner. Well, we have to watch you. Something's going to happen. You know what? Figure it out, just like like everything else. People will figure it out. Don't treat us like children, and it actually makes me sick. I I'm hoping for less government, not more of it. But it just seems like every time we got something good, these idiots get involved and screw it up for everybody. It's very frustrating. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. There's always uh, there's always the interference. <laughs> Yeah, look at the casino. You talked about it earlier with the casinos that were supposed to be yeah. and shit. And then finally, they buckle down to pressure. And then the, for the first two weeks, you got dealers who don't even know how to deal cards, right? Like, took a while for them to get that. Now they have table games at Woodbine. But, like, why did it take so long for these things even to happen? We were suggesting these things years and years and years ago. Like, everything moves at such a snow, a slow, tortoise-like pace. It's so dumb. Like, it's just, we're just putting money back into the economy. And you can't tell us how we're going to spend our money. You want to go, but you want to go to a Knicks game, you want to go to a Brooklyn Nets game, Raptor game, whatever, we can do what the hell we want to do. I'm sick and tired of these people telling you, oh yeah, I can't do this, can't do that. It's just, it's garbage. Speaking of lawsuits, Bureaucracy, this is an interesting, yeah, this is an interesting one as well. Where Charlie Ebersol, the, the kid that put together this AAF stuff, the son of Dick Ebersol, the television executive, is, uh, is being sued for basically stealing the idea of the Alliance Football League. Now, what's interesting about this is 
why anybody would want to claim this right now when the league is clearly going to be in trouble soon, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, they just, yeah, like they already they already needed a cash influx, and now I saw another story today about how the cash influx the guy can can pull out at any time uh, if he wants as well. It's basically just sort of a line of credit. Um, it's like a week to week almost type of thing, and you know, I'll be honest, Cam, I wondered about the XFL. It's a year away, but. Everything comes down to money, as we talked about, dude. And the Alliance of American Football here are paying $250,000 for a three-year contract. Like, you need to sign a three-year contract when you sign with them. And you're allowed to leave for the NFL. But the XFL is paying $250,000 to quarterbacks. Now, that's not quite CFL money, but you'll get a better quarterback for 250 k like there'll be guys that have played in the NFL that will will play for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's enough money, you know what I mean? A short season, it's a nice chunk I, of change. I understand that. I understand that, Gabe. But uh, if you say like so the XFL, I'm saying, XFL, I'm saying will do better than the. I'm starting to say that I'm buying more into the XFL than this alliance. XFL league. than the Alliance League. Yeah. Okay. I can yes. see that. But I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna play the counter argument and say the Alliance that has three-year deals with that money, and yet the quality of football will be a tad better with the XFL under this pay scale. It's still too much money to pay for these guys for upstart leagues. That's the whole I thing. totally agree it with that. Before. Yes, sir. I, yes. It, it, failed, it failed before. Like, we're, we we didn't go to uh, do Even the Alliance like, League, uh, these guys you know, make too much money. No, it's, no, they make way too much money, man. Remember the CFL before? And this is a league that's been established. I get it. Sure, the first week it's on TV or whatever. We're already talking in three weeks into the league about problems. The same thing will happen with the XFL. You cannot pay the bulk of the league that much money and expect you to you know what it is, Cam? money. I it's believe. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. I think their salaries, it's about $3.7 million a week. I don't know. You can't sustain that. They're not going to get the revenue back. No, you like, cannot you know I mean? sustain. No, no. Their no, problem was with the Alliance definitely, League man. is they pay everyone the same. That's the problem. Yeah, it's not right. Where the field the goal kicker is making the same as the quarterback. He's making the same as the running back. And that's back. insane. He's the same. And, and that, you know what that is? That's insane. That's yeah. insane. Because you and don't you have do to that pay over the, the league. kicker that much. Yeah. Eh, correct. Correct. You, you know, they'll be happy be, uh, to play. They'll be happy to play. Yeah, Tell them, listen, we'll give you 50000 bucks. The season's only 10 weeks. You're making yeah, five days a week. Good You're getting a chance to showcase yourself. We're giving you a great game tape here to audition for other check. teams. You know what I mean? Very true. It's it's not bad. But you come in with this guaranteed Ooh. stuff for everyone, and a nose backup nose tackle gets the same as the starting quarterback. Well, that's why you have it's Christian Hackenberg in the league, right? You know, so anyway, so this guy, and he's not making it up, actually. He definitely does. So basically, it's this guy, uh, businessman in Los Angeles, okay? Uh, Vanich is his name. His last name, Vanich. What's his first name? Whatever, just for the story. Uh, according to Charlie Ebersol, right? blah, 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 blah. Robert Vanich. According to LA businessman, Robert Vanich. He actually dreamed up the idea and was in position to build the AAF before Ebersol stole it from him. So, uh. Essentially, he met with Ebersol oh, and boy. came hey. up with the idea, but he's got text messages, and and essentially, oh. they wanted to redo the XFL, but they went and met Vince McMahon, and Vince laughed at them and basically did the XFL on his own. It's a pretty interesting lawsuit here, actually. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we go out uh, a little 70s uh, style here today. Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks. We appreciate uh, you joining us, whatever uh, medium you're listening. Sports Byline and all uh, all the affiliates uh, out there. Let's talk uh, some NFL football combine. Uh, rapidly approaching the draft is around the corner. Uh, Landry Football, great uh, website. Chris uh, Landry, been doing this uh, for a long time. Let's talk some NFL football. Chris, welcome to the program. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us this morning. Uh, good to be with you guys. Hope you're doing well. Hey, we are. You know, I'm fired up talking football with you. And I was looking, you know, I, I keep kicking the tires and looking over things more. And, you know, in the fantasy football world, fantasy guys are so fixated on offense only all the time. A lot of mainstream media types, you know, they're going to talk more about Kyler Murray. They're going to talk more about Haskins. You know, they're going to talk more about offense. But me and Joe have been talking about this all weekend. You look at this draft and, man, there's like some great defensive players. He's so defense dominant. How much of a difference, I wanted to ask you in your opinion, Chris, is there between like an Allen from from a Kentucky or Oliver from from Houston, because it seems like they're all pretty much you know, uh, potential elite players in the National Football League. How do you grade this crop of like these big defensive linemen and tackles compared to past years? Is this one of the deepest drafts ever defensively? It, it is a deep defensive line draft. Now, you've got to break them down into different areas. I mean, um, Josh Allen is a completely different player than uh, Ed Oliver. Um, yeah. You have to look at a guy like Nick. Allen's Wilson, more of an edge guy, right? Yeah, Allen's an edge guy. Nick Bosa, who'll probably go first, is an edge guy, assuming his medicals go well. Good edge players. Quinnen Williams of Alabama is the best interior guy. Um, but Ed Oliver is certainly really good against the run, and you can build a defense around. Uh, Clayton Farrell's an edge guy out of uh, Clemson, really good player. Um, Jeffrey Simmons can play uh, a tackle. Um, Rashawn Gary is another good tackle at Michigan. Um Jusaka Polite of, of Florida is a name you hear a lot. Montez, Montez Sweat of Mississippi State. Both of those guys are edge guys. Christian, Christian Wilkins of, of Clemson is a defensive tackle. So Brian Burns is another edge guy. Uh, those are guys that are among the top 20 players in the draft all on the defensive side of the ball. Defensive, you know, either edge rushers or interior guys. So that's definitely where the strength is, uh, more so than the quarterbacks in this draft. So teams that have their quarterback that can take the best player, um, you never have enough defensive linemen, edge rushers, or in, in interior presence. So it's a good draft in that regard. Uh, Joe, I didn't hear a lot of offensive names in there. Did you? <laughs> I, uh, come, I think he blew right over the man. I, I, well, I, well, yeah, th those are those are the the best guys of the on the defensive side. I was focusing yeah, on. Yeah, there's, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some, but to be honest with you, if you're looking at the best offensive players in the draft, it, it, most of those guys are defense. Jonah Williams yeah. of Alabama is a good tackle, but not elite. Uh, certainly the quarterbacks, I think Haskins will go high, and, and those quarterbacks are over-elevated. But there's no question that the strength is on the defensive side. There's no question about that. 
Talk to us, uh, Chris, about, uh, you know, like the kid, the, the tight end out of Iowa, Hawkinson, oh, which I know a lot of people are very high on. Uh, this is a guy that a lot of people feel can actually step right in and make a difference for a team, especially with the influx of tight ends and tight end offenses and the role they play there. What have you heard about him? Well, I've, I've scouted him for years, you know, and, and, you know, I was telling, you know, I, I work for a number of teams in the league doing consulting work. He's the best, most complete tight end I've seen in quite some time. And he's got a teammate that, that some people like just as much. Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson mm. are great players. I think Hawkinson is, is more advanced at this point than George Kittle, who's obviously doing a great job with the Niners. I, I think he's a top 10 player in this draft. If you're just looking at just complete players that can do everything now whether you want to take uh, a tight end in the top 10 is obviously is to each his own but I think it's a good group both of those Iowa tight ends are very good uh, Irv Smith of Alabama is really good mm. I think all three of those guys have potential to go first round and I would say mid to late first round they'll be off the board all three uh, Chris Landry with us LandryFootball.com um, let me let me throw the running backs at you. There's been a lot of talk. We'll do a little quarterbacks before we get out of here. But as far as the running backs, it seems to me that there's not that slam dunk type of guy that you know people are like you know this is the dude we got to get him we got to get him. But that the the depth is there from like you know the third through the fifth round. Is that a safe assessment with with how these running backs are going to be handled and. Which are some of the guys that you like the most at the running back position, Chris? Well, is 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 it normally is the running backs are more plentiful. Josh Jacobs of Alabama can be special. I mean, this guy has got great versatility in the pass game and the run game. Runs good routes, really good shake. I, I think this guy. Uh, I would put him in the class of Alvin Kamara, but he plays a similar style of game. He's really good. David Montgomery of Iowa State's outstanding. Daryl Henderson of uh, Memphis is outstanding. Damian Harris looks a lot like Frank Gore. I mean, he plays a lot like him. Um, he's he's really good player. Devin Singletary of Florida Atlantic. Miles Sanders mm. of Penn State. I was looking at the other night. Trevion Williams is really, really good. So it's there's really Rodney Anderson of Oklahoma you can get later. So, yeah, there's no, no Bryce Love you just stated. Is it Bryce Love? Uh, no, no, Bryce Love. No, Bryce Love is certainly another guy, but I think that there's there's a whole bunch of guys that I think are in the mix. Now, injuries certainly affect him, but this Bryce Love is is definitely going to get taken in that second, third round area. He can really motor. Talk to me, you know, and I was always shocked this year, Chris, with these two guys that this team just didn't score a million points. But Old Miss with Brown and Metcalf on the outside. I mean, these have got to be two wide receivers that in all likelihood are going to be first rounders because I just don't. Old Miss is just a wasted opportunity. These guys can play with the best of them. Both are good. Both are physical. A.J. Brown uh, is a big guy. Metcalf is th- these guys are almost look like edge rushers in their build. Both both are going to be outstanding. I can tell you a guy that I'm very curious to watch is um, on my way to Indianapolis tonight for some meetings. And when we start workouts this weekend, Riley Ridley, Calvin Ridley's brother Mm. at Georgia, is very, very underrated. And if he runs well, he's going to shoot up because he hasn't had the production. But he, along with the tight end there, um, both are very good. Uh, Isaac Nada. Uh, both of those guys are going to be better pros than even they were in 
in college. Nikhil Harry of Arizona State, very underrated player. Kelvin Harmon of NC State, very good. Mm. Uh, Debo Samuel of South Carolina, elite yep. player. Marquise Brown is, of course, injured, but, boy, he's going to be an explosive playmaker. Um, it, it, it's a lot of really good players and go on and on. Uh, Butler is a beast at Iowa State. So I think when you're looking at the receivers and the running backs, there is really good depth. They're more plentiful. So sometimes that has an effect with some of these guys may look the same and you feel like, hey, there's greater depth and I'll, maybe we can get our receiver or running back later. It's not that they're not as important, but but the draft, just like free agency, is about to supply and demand. And so I think that, that people will find really good value into the second, third round with the, the running backs and receivers. Uh, Chris Landry with us, LandryFootball.com on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Dwayne Haskins, a lot of talk about Kyler Murray, and I like your quick uh, quick hit opinion on that. Uh, but what, which one of these quarterbacks do you think that moving forward, coming into the draft or coming out of the combine, that the mainstream that we haven't really talked about enough? And I wanted to throw just one guy at you here, and Tyree Jackson, six foot seven, two hundred and forty five pounds. You know, physically very, very impressive, extremely raw. Should he have stayed another year? Like, what's what's the perception of Tyree Jackson uh, coming into uh, to the National Football League? Well, he's he's certainly a big kid, as you alluded. He doesn't move very well. Uh, he's, he is raw. I don't see him as a guy that's a starting caliber quarterback in the league. I think another year would have helped him, but I still don't think he would have been a starter. I think you start with guys that can come in and help you. Dwayne Haskins of Ohio State is the best of the group. He's a, a guy that's really good in the pocket. He anticipates well. He's very accurate. Um, I like him a lot. Kyler Murray's going to be, that's where all the talk's going to be. I think Kyler is very instinctive, very athletic. You have to have an appetite for what he can do. You're going to have to tailor your offense around him, and I think he can be successful, but there are limitations with what he can do. It's really, it only takes one, right, Chris, with a guy like like Kyler, right? It takes one, like a Kingsbury, maybe a Gruden. I feel that Kyler's a good fit for the Raiders moving into Vegas. Can you see that playing out like that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what John's going to do. I think John is, uh, he can fall in love with a player, and it's, it's possible. I wouldn't do it if I were them, but he might. It's hard to say. Um, there's some There's some talented guys. It's not as. What about you know, Jared Stidham? Do you, do you like Jared, Jared Stidham? Jared Stidham is going to be a better pro than he was in college. Uh, mm. He did a really good job of adjusting to things at the senior bowl, but he's still a project. And, and it's, he's to me going to have to sit a little bit. Drew Locke's another guy with a lot of physical skills. I don't like the way he played in big games, but I think physically somebody's going to take him, and it's likely going to go somewhere in the first round. I think Daniel Jones of Duke is someone that intrigues me. I wouldn't want to have to jump on him too high, but this guy's got really good mechanics. He's been very well coached under David Cutcliffe. Love to get my hands on him at the right spot. For me, that's the second round. I wouldn't take him in the first, but um, you're going to see these guys, as you always do, get elevated, go a little bit higher than they should because of the importance and the scarcity of that position. I'm wondering, Chris, just want to make sure Hunter Renfro is not playing in, at Clemson again. Is that correct? Because I feel like he's coming off a 10-year contract with them. Like every year I've seen Hunter Renfro play. So, it, you know, here's a kid that came in as a walk-on, 150-pound nothings, kind of played his way. Did he play his way into the NFL, do you think, in that career at Clemson? 
Yeah, there's no question that he can do some things as a slot receiver. Um, I don't think he, for example, is he's not as big or as skilled as say, um, uh, you know. Uh, the kid uh, at, at Minnesota, Adam Thielen, but mm. he's a guy that can play out of the slot and I think can be effective. Yes, I do. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't see him as being a dynamic guy, but yes, he's a guy that can make it with all the receivers that you could keep. I could see him being a fourth or a fifth guy on your roster at receiver. Yes. Awesome. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Great stuff, uh, Chris. Fired up, um, fired up for the combine uh, this week. It's amazing to see the spectacle that it's become. And I think this this uh, this uh, combine is going to get a lot of media attention. Safe travels to Indianapolis. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be us. Look forward to talking football with you again, man. Hey, thank you so much, guys. You guys have a great one. Here's uh, Chris you Landry too. with us. Love, man, love uh, talking football. Man, this guy, uh, bam, 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 whatever player we threw at him, he was ready to go, right. Joe. Am I right with Renfrodo? Don't you feel like you've been watching him for 10 years at Clemson? Like, yeah. dude, is he ever going to graduate? <laughs> Which I, I see Edelman written all over him. I really think he's going to be a kid that's, uh, you know, Crebet Edelman type of uh, guy that's probably going to play for 10 years. A guy I wanted to throw at him, but we'll have we'll have many more uh, great guests on leading, you know, through up to the draft and through the combine and everything. What do you think of the Gardner Minshew kid out of Washington State? The stash. Love him. Love them. Love them. I love them. Uh, you know, right. Doesn't he? I'm not comparing him yeah. to Tom Brady, but isn't he one of these guys just yeah. sort of dink, dunk, bang, bang, bang? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, he, he thinks fast, this kid, you know, but. And he played for a lunatic and he was able to succeed um, with him. And he's just one of these kids that comes from back away. He just don't. It's like Brett Favre. I would compare him to Brett Favre where he just goes out there. looks like he's having fun playing the damn game, throwing the ball all over the yard. I love him. Yeah, I'm just saying it's sort of like we were talking about, like, you know, value in which, I don't know, you get this guy in in the fourth round or the fifth round as opposed to rolling the dice on something you don't really know who's all that good. All right, great stuff uh, today, guys. We're going to continue with some kick-ass guests uh, tomorrow. Uh, Lay the points with the Raptors uh, tonight. They're going to get it done. Other than that, you're on your own. Orlando, baby.